Hello, everybody. I thought I'd choose a Maroon 5 uh, song to start off this podcast to give them a little um, a little love because they're getting a lot of hate over their Super Bowl halftime show. Um, now, let's be honest, guys. It wasn't that bad. I, I like Maroon 5. I like a lot of different music, uh, as you could probably tell listening to these podcasts. And me starting off uh, with some random music. I have no problem with Room 5. Actually, that song I just played is probably one of my favorites they have. They're not. A, they're a pretty good band. I have no problem with them. Um, a lot of people had a problem that they were going to be the halftime show, but it's the NFL, and they got to go with a safe bet. So Room 5 was that. And um, let's be real, no one likes the halftime show. Everyone complains. It's, it's kind of a lose-lose for whoever does it. Um, so... But I thought it was just just fine. Um, speaking of the halftime show, the Super Bowl, um, I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl just for a couple seconds, and then we're going to wrap that up because the NFL season is over. Um, I I you know I usually have to go to bed early for work, but I was able to stay up and watch the Super Bowl. And uh, we were over at a buddy's house, uh, one of my wife's friends, Jenna. We went over to her house and we had some really good food and hung out and uh you know. I was concerned about getting back and getting to bed at a good time, but it was an okay game. You know, it wasn't the game we thought it was going to be. Um, it was a defensive battle all game long, and and kudos to Bill Belichick to come in here and shut down um, Sean McVay's explosive offense. And I think the, the defense of the Rams, they did a really good job. They held them to 13 points, but those 13 points was enough. It's the second lowest... Uh, Actually, I think it's the slowest scoring Super Bowl there was, or second lowest one. Um, so you know, this day and age, we like to see a lot of scoring. I can, I can, I, you know, I like the defensive battles at a certain point, but uh, it was pretty, you know, kind of boring. But um, I couldn't leave early because in the fourth quarter it was still three three, and anybody could have won. Um, but Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are. Uh, um, Disrespect, man. It, it, that's all you can give them is respect. They get a lot of hate, um, and I, I don't, I understand that. Uh, but uh, you got to be able to respect what they're doing and uh, what we're seeing them do now. You'll never see again in sports history. So soak it all in, and uh, when they retire, then uh, we can look forward to someone else winning the Super Bowl. But uh, my bets are that they're in the next year too. Um, <clears throat> hopefully. Uh, the Rams come back and, and have a good year next year too as well for them and their franchise. Uh, I think they're getting the new stadium next year, so that's pretty cool for them. But football is – the NFL football's over. Um, let me say that. There is a new league starting. It's actually tonight, um, the Alliance Football League. And I, I'm going to be interested in it. Now, I was around and watched the XFL when it came – and started, um, I don't know how long ago it was, but I was, you know, um, a teenager. And it was bad. It was bad. The quality of play is bad. And the XFL is actually going to start next year. They're starting a new XFL. Um, and they're starting the Alliance Football League tonight. Now, one thing is for sure, if the quality of football, if you don't get some quality football players in there that, that, that can play decent football, you're not going to do anything. You're, you're going to fail. 
and that's it. You know, I love football. I'll watch it. I, I'll watch college football. I'll watch anybody who's playing football. But if the quality is not there, people are not going to tune in, and you're not going to make money, and you're going to shut down. Now, will one of these two leagues take over the NFL? No. There will never be another football league that takes over what the NFL can do and numbers-wise and talent-wise. Um, but I think there's enough interest around the, around the uh, United States, at least, maybe around the world, to keep um, these other football afloat. I, I, to me, I think the quality has to be around the college level of, of, of the good college teams. Um, of college football, and, and if they can continue to, if they can play like that, I think they're going to have a very compelling game. Um, you got some rule changes, some different things coming. The XFL, I don't know a lot about as far as details go, as far as them. But I was looking up the Alliance football teams, um, and you got them spread around the around the league, around the United States. Here, we got one in San Antonio. They actually play tonight. I think they're the opening game. Um, they play. They are the San Antonio Commanders, and they're playing the San Diego Fleet. Um, Utah is going to have a football team other than BYU, um, and the U- Utah State there. But uh, theirs is uh, the Salt Lake Stallions. Um, you got some other ones too. Those are the only ones I really looked up. Uh, there's ten teams. I, pl- I believe they play ten games, and. Um, you know, I I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna go. Um, like I said, quality's got to be there. That's the, that's what was lacking with the XFL a long, long time ago. Was the quality of play was bad. Um, and when the quality's not there, people are not tuning in. Now they have actually uh, got some decent coaches in here to to make this thing legit. Um, they got uh, Mike March, Steve Spurrier, Dennis Eckerson. Or Erickson, sorry, uh, Mike Singletary and Mike Riley. Um, all those are from the NFL, good coaches, um, and college football as well. Um, so that you know, when you get these people in here that have actually coached and 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 that um, coach teams, it makes it seem like it's going to be try and be legit. I think the XFL when they started a long time ago, there wasn't that. There wasn't those the NFL background and the and the, even the college coaches that had backgrounds really. And it really it went lasted one year and flunked out. Uh, but the Alliance Football League, they got these guys in here. Um, I hear Michael Vick is going to be the uh, they have the Atlanta Legends, and Michael Vick was going to be the offensive coordinator there, but I think he stepped down as that role. But he's still going to be in in um, with the Alliance Legends some way somehow. So uh, some interesting rules that are going to be changed in the Alliance Football League. Um, there's no kickoffs. They've eliminated that. Um, so the ball is just going to start at the 25 after you know after kickoff or after scores. There are no two point conver- or there are no uh, extra points. It's two point co- uh, conversions only. So there will be no um, lining up after you kick a field goal. The kick kick uh, chip shot field goal. Um, two points only after you score a touchdown. <coughs> <coughs> And here's one I really like. This one's kind of cool. There's no onside kick. Um, uh, because, well, there's no kickoffs. There's no onside kick. And I think the NFL uh, should do something like this. Because the the onside kick, 
uh, especially since you can't run anymore on the kickoff, you have like no chance of getting it. So um, they're called onside conversions. If you're ever to a point where you're down by 17 points or more in the game, or it's five minutes or less in the fourth quarter, you get the ball on the 28. You are on your own 28, and it's fourth and 12. Fourth down and 12 yards to go. You got one shot to get that, and if you convert that, you continue to move down the field and just like a regular drive. If you don't convert it, the other team gets the ball there, and you risk giving them really short advantage, uh, field advantage to go down and score, or kick a field goal, or whatnot. So I like that for because it, maybe it's a point where teams can try and come back and they can get that um instead of trying onside kick it gives them a better chance to have an opportunity opportunity to come back and get into football games and maybe have a little more um ex- controversial plays um not controversial is not the word i'm looking for but more entertaining games you know uh, onside kicks are kind of pointless in the nfl and it's just like well we really our odds of getting this is really really low so i do like that aspect of it um, <clears throat> overtime, uh, there's no field goals allowed in overtime and the ball is placed on the 10 yard line and you have four downs to score and it goes back and forth, um, on that one. Uh, big difference is, um, only five players can blitz. You can't blitz from the secondary. So only five players are allowed to blitz, no blitzing using your secondary. So, um, they changed that up a little bit. Just to to make a different, and I, I'm interested to watch it. I'm interested to see how many people are going to watch it. Um, it's starting at a good time. Football just ended, or the NFL just ended. So I guess they're going to try and see who is going to watch it. And um, next year we got the XFL starting up, so we'll have three leagues next season, and next year. And I guess the XFL will see how. <coughs> excuse me we'll see how the alliance football league is doing and see what they can do to better it i guess um now the alliance football league has given them it's been a year since they thought talked about it they've given themselves a year to get it started and the xfl has given themselves two years to get it started um so i'm just interested to see how it's going to go maybe maybe some nfl um the nfl can look at this and say Maybe these are some rules we need to change in our league. Uh, maybe the NFL players and our teams can look at this talent and go, hey, that guy can hear and come sign him for a big deal and, and take some of these players. Um, it's probably what they're looking for, too. I don't think they're, they're, they're going to be scared off as, a, as competitors with the NFL. And like I said, there won't ever be another football team that takes over the NFL. But... I'm excited. I I, uh, I think all you football fans out there that just like football in general are excited. You're going to get football, and it's been, it might be year-round if if the Lions keep going and XFL starts next year. Um, and then you got, obviously, the NFL, but I'm just uh, wanting to see how that turns out. So tune in tonight. I believe it's on CBS, um, CBS Sports Network as well. Um, but like I said, they got to have quality players. They're going to they're gonna play well. Um, and put a good product out there. Because if not putting a good product out there and it's not quality, then I don't think people are going to come and listen to it or watch it. Um, so that being said, I don't have much other football um, conversation. 
you know, Antonio Brown this last week um, was in an alleged domestic dispute. Now, there were no charges filed, uh, but the story basically was his baby mama come over to drop off her their 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 child and she was wanting some money for um a haircut or something and she, Antonio Brown told her to leave she refused to leave she put herself in between the door and the door frame of the house so Antonio Brown could not close the door he had forcibly moved her with two hands and she fell and injured her wrist so he could close the door. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know about the story. I, I To me, that's no big deal. Um, to me, that's not a, you know, hey, let's suspend this guy, domestic violence uh, type thing. Now, Antonio Brown is, is not a, uh, to me, he's kind of a, um, a prima donna. He's a guy that has caused a lot of issues with the Steelers. He's caused a lot of issues with his teammates. Um, but to me, this is nothing. To me, this is uh, like I said. She didn't even file charges on him. And and look, if you come to my house and I tell you to get out and you won't get out, well, I might have to physically remove you. Um. That being said, she was standing there. He couldn't close the door. He told her to leave. She went. She refused to leave. I just think it's this. Um, it's just because it's Antonio Brown that this is a story, really. Other than that, it's not really a story. Um, but it doesn't look good upon him, even though I think it's nothing. Just like uh, you know, Zeke Elliott for the Dallas Cowboys. He had a domestic dispute um, going on, and to me. He was innocent and is innocent, and she was lying and all that stuff. But, but it looks bad on the reputation, and, and people are going to always have that in the back of their minds on what uh, type of person he is. So, um, uh, yeah, that's my opinion on that. I just think it's just a BS story. Um, whether he did move her out of the door frame and she fell, it is what it is. Um, to me, that's not any domestic thing to worry about there. Now, I'm going to get into some more basketball here as we continue to talk about the trade, the trades that went down. Um, there wasn't a lot of big names that moved. You know, I think the biggest name that got moved was Porzingis for the Knicks, which I talked about last week. Uh, Dallas Mavericks' future is going to look good for them as long as they can get I think as long as they can get one more one more person in there and I, and I don't think it definitely need, needs to be a, a Kevin Durant what she's not coming or a Kyrie Irving like that they just need a good solid third piece to to help out Luka and help out um Porzingis and they got a good bench um uh Zabreus there he's a good guy to come off the bench he plays a lot of energy um uh, he's injured now I believe but Baraha, I forget his name. I'm not a big Dallas Maverick fan, so I don't know all their team's name. Um, so, you know, you had some other key players. Uh, Tobias went on to the 76ers, and they have a really good they have a really good chance to go all the way this year um, to the championship. Now, we know who's going to win. That's Golden State. There's no surprise, no doubt there. Um, but he's going to help out uh, the 76ers, and I think they might be the strongest team right now in the East. Um the Eastern Conference, 
and I talked about this a couple a couple podcasts ago, that that power is kind of shifting. You got teams over there in the, in the Eastern Conference that is becoming really really good. Um, as the West continues to be a toss up this year, you know you had teams at the beginning of the year that were like, well, then where the Nuggets come from, where the late where the uh, Los Angeles Clippers come from, and but they're starting to slide back down. Um, and uh, you know the the Lakers were in, were in the fourth place until LeBron James got injured. Now they're they're in the tenth place and they're fighting to make the playoffs. And um, sorry, I was just reading my notes here. Um, there's some interesting LeBron conversations going on here. Uh, he, he, you know. The Dallas Mavericks traded Barnes in the middle of a basketball game the other day, and everyone, everyone thought it was disrespectful, um, and thought it was crazy. LeBron James goes on Twitter and tweets about. Um, and long story short, he says, basically, like when a player wants to leave a team, they're considered selfish, and and. Uh, a selfish basketball player, but when a, when a team trades somebody, even mid-game when they're playing for you, um, it's just business, and it's what's best for the team. Uh, he said, let's call a spade a spade and get this to get this narrative changed. And I, I agree with what he had to say. Now, he went on to say that um, Barnes didn't know he was going to be traded, which wasn't true. The, the Mavericks said they told him there's a possibility he's going to be traded. It happened faster than they thought he did. So they pulled him out of that game. Um, class act he was, though, to sit there and, and Barnes for him to stay on the bench and cheer on his teammates knowing that he got traded. Um, but I, I agree with what LeBron is saying. I agree with that as far as the facts that, uh, you know, you get traded, you, people get traded. It is what it is. It's part of the, it's part of the game. You get traded, he gets traded, whatever. Um, <coughs> but it's just whatever's best for the team. They made a team decision. This is what's best for them. But if a player wants to do what he thinks is best for him, as far as um, Anthony Davis demanding a trade, um, stuff like that, Kawhi Leonard demanding a trade, um, and really want where they want to go. Then they're a selfish player. They're they're a bad teammate. Um, and all that stuff. And I I think that that that's not fair either. Um, now, just because a player demands a trade and wants to go somewhere doesn't mean they get to go to where they want to go. It doesn't work out that way. But, um, ultimately, once they're free agents, they can decide where they want to go. Um, it's just that waiting game. But I, I, I think that uh, what LeBron's saying there it has some truth to it. Um, that these these owners and them trade them around, and then they trade players, and they move them over here, and they move them over there. But to to the fan base and to um, the team and management and the business, it's just it's just a business transaction. This is a business, and when it comes down to it. Um, we're going to decide what to do and so be it. And it's not looked down upon negatively unless you were to trade away 
I mean, some trades, your team will go, why don't we do this? Or why don't we do that? It doesn't make any sense. But, um, <coughs> excuse me. But if a player wants to demand a trade, then he's a selfish player. And I think it really depends on who that player is as well. Um, you know, Anthony Davis demanded a trade. And he's getting booed to, in New Orleans last night. Um, people are talking about he's selfish and this and that. And, but Christoph Porzingis demands a trade. And no one's calling him out. No one's saying, oh, what a selfish player to get out of here. Um, and like I said last week, if you want to be mad at a, at, a, at somebody for someone wanting out of your organization, well, maybe you need to take a, a deep look into your organization. Um, are the Pelicans trying to win a championship with Anthony Davis? They haven't shown it. They haven't got anybody in there to help them out. Um, other than Cousins. But that didn't work out. And uh, two bigs in this game don't, you know, isn't going to work out really well for you. Not the way it's played now. So, and you look at Christoph Porzingis in New York. They've done nothing for him. Now he's been injured prone. That's a big thing that the Dallas Cowboys got to be worried about. But, not Dallas Cowboys, sorry. Dallas Mavericks. But, um, he demands trade. No one bats an eye. Uh, so, I really think it it is who it is. And I think it's so big because Anthony Davis is a guy that can shift momentum and shift the power um, to whoever he goes to. Now, the Pelicans wanted to sit him the other night. And they wanted to sit him out the rest of the season, but the NBA told them if you were to sit him, we were gonna we we're gonna fine you a hundred thousand uh, dollars. I don't know if it's per game, but so they decided to play him. He, he came back and played last night, thirty-two points in twenty-five minutes. He got booed, um, and the Pelicans were hey, it's a little awkward. Well, if it's a little awkward, then um, you should have traded him. So. Uh, if you if you don't want to deal with the awkwardness, you should have traded him. And here's the thing, too: people are saying for them that um, that if uh, sorry, lost my train of thought here. You know, people are saying if, if they're going to trade them, you trade them to Boston, you'll get better better people for them. I'm not sure that's 100% true. Um, if you trade with Boston, yeah, you probably get the best player if Tatum's available. If they're going to give up Tatum, um, then you probably get the best player of them all. But everybody else, I think the trade that, from the Lakers was the best bet you were going to get for Anthony Davis. Um, and instead of looking at it that way, the Pelicans were being selfish and childish. Um, and they just did, they didn't want to trade with the Lakers. They just wanted the Lakers to look foolish, which the Lakers did look foolish. I think, you know, um, they got, you know, they, 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 were, they were trying to get the young core, the Lakers to be mad and be, you know, that they were going to be traded and. And uh, they, the next night, they lost by 40 points. And everyone's like, oh, here it goes. Lakers are falling apart. And then the next night, they go and beat Boston. Uh, in Boston. So, I don't know how much the Pelicans wanted to try and tear apart the Lakers. But I don't think it's going to work. Um, I, hopefully, LeBron James and Magic Johnson can keep this team together. But here's my question to you. What are the Lakers' teammates 
expecting? What were they expecting? This is LeBron James. Okay? This is what he does. He comes into a franchise and he makes decisions and he gets who he wants. Now I'm not saying he's in there pulling the trigger and telling them who who and not who to trade and who not to trade. I think ultimately that comes down to but uh Bus and Magic Johnson, but does LeBron James have an influence and have a probably have? Um, they probably ask him, you know, who do you who do who, who you think? What are you thinking? Yeah, he does, and that's because they're smart. And LeBron James knows what he's doing. He does this. He goes to teams. He gets the guys he wants to come in there, and he wins championships. Now, you can look at it as a good thing or a bad thing because when LeBron James leaves. You're probably left with a bunch of people that, uh, you know, look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Look at them this year. Without LeBron James, garbage. Second second worst team in the league. They're nothing. And to me, it's kudos to LeBron James for uh, getting that team to the championship with those players. Um, So when LeBron James leaves, is, that, is this team going to go down? I don't know. Depends on who he's bringing in. If he's bringing in Anthony Davis, I don't think so. If he's bringing in Kawhi Leonard, I don't think so. But this is what he does. I don't think it should be that big of a, um, that big of a surprise. I wasn't surprised. And ultimately, when I, when I, I thought, okay, they got to get go out and get Anthony Davis. You got to give it to your all. Do everything you can. But when I look back at it, and it said that they took their last deal with the two first first round picks, and they, we we took uh, that player I forget his name Solomon, and took on his contract, it would leave us with like ten million dollars. And how I don't know I don't know who else we would had to play with. You'd have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and that's it. And it wouldn't really leave us any room to wiggle to bring in the uh, bring in another superstar. So at the end of the day, after I after I saw the reports and 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 did did the little research going on, I said I'm glad we didn't do it. Do I think Anthony Davis will be a Laker? It's looking more likely not, unfortunately. If we don't sign if we don't sign him next or this next season, if we don't trade him over the off season for him, and the Pelicans. Um, quit being butt hurt that he wants to leave and he wants to go to the Lakers and quit being butt hurt that he had dinner with LeBron James and they just think LeBron James is the reason he wants to leave. He wants to leave because he wants to leave. He, now he wants to go work with LeBron James because they're buddies and he wants to go work with LeBron James because he knows they can win a championship. But ultimately, LeBron James is not the reason. He didn't come in there and have one dinner with him and Anthony Davis go, you know what, you're right. I want to leave. That's probably what they're thinking. And if they um, make the smart move, now I, I, you know, you could trade with Boston. Um, I'm not saying trading with the Lakers is the only way it's going to make me happy. Do what's best for your franchise. Do what's best for them with no emotions in it. You can't bring emotions into your business like that. And you can't make moves with your emotions. You're going to make moves What's going to help our team win? And if you think it's trading him to Boston, if you think it's trading him to the Knicks, if you think it's trading him here or there, um, then um, 
then that's fine. If you think he's trading into the Lakers, that's fine. But I think they're doing it. They're they're not trading with the Lakers out of spite, um, and they're using their emotions. And I think that's no no way to run a business. And I wouldn't want my team running the business like that. And I think maybe that's a, a little immature of the Pelicans. And I think honestly, that's probably the reason why Anthony Davis wants to go, because they're going to act like this because he wants out. Well, so be it. But the organization has done nothing to help out Anthony Davis. Um, so I do not blame him for leaving. Um, let's see here. I, <clears throat> and, oh man, here's something I, I was reading the other day. Um, to, um, everyone after the trade deadline, oh, Lakers are the biggest loser of the trade deadline. Bunch of Lakers on the Laker fan pages. Oh, man, we didn't get nobody. This sucks, blah, blah, blah. Look. I know. LeBron James knows. And most of you smart Laker fans know. This was not... This was not a must-win year. This was not, oh, LeBron James, we're going to the championship. This was not, we have to get someone this year. He signed this contract. He knew it was going to take time to build chemistry, get this team where it needs to go in the right direction. Um, so this is so. How is this a lose lose situation after the trade deadline uh, when we weren't supposed to be a championship contender this year? There's no reason to go jump off a cliff. Um, I see Laker fans out there jumping off cliffs. Oh man, we suck. This is horrible. I believe we're going to make playoffs, and we're not, you know, we're not going to beat the Golden State Warriors, um, any of that. But this was not a. We have to get a guy in here now. We have to win now, now, now. That's this off season. Now, if you told me next year we have the same team we have now, we have no um, other superstar or two, then yeah, you might want to start getting that cliff ready because uh, we're running out of time with LeBron James. He signed, what, a four-year contract, and he can opt out in the fourth year. Um, so if you told me next year we got the same team, yes, then, then we have an issue. But right now, this was not a this was not a must-win season. We knew it was going to take time. So uh, people are uh, out there making up headlines, and, well, Lakers, Lakers should be worried. I think Lakers will be fine. Um, speaking of making up headlines, the media will do that. Man, the media will do that. They, they showed a picture the other day after the Lakers lost or were losing that LeBron James is sitting in a chair and he's three seats away from his teammates. Oh, look, LeBron is, you know, by himself. He doesn't want to speak to his teammates. Blah, 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 blah yada, yada, yada. So they want you to think, oh, there's turmoil. LeBron James is pushing away his teammates. But little do you know that that's the seat he sits in. He has a special back seat that he sits on, um, that he sits in that chair every game. That's his spot. And before they, before the, uh, <coughs> or when he came out, 
he sat in his chair. There was a teammate sitting right next to him. That teammate went and got on the court. It looks empty. <laughs> the media wants you to make it look like this big turmoil thing. Now, I now don't get me wrong. There probably is a little anger and frustration going on. Man, you're going to trade everyone. But I don't think it's as bad as everyone's saying it is. Um, you know, you look at Matt Barnes. Is it Matt Barnes? No, uh, Barnes that just got traded from the Mavericks. Um, there's a picture of him that he took off his jersey and tossed it to a fan. Well, the headlines were, he angrily takes his jersey off and tosses it into the stands. Um, so the media wants to portray one message so they can have a story to tell. But it's simply not true. There were rumors had rumor has it I saw the other day that that uh, uh, made me think has LeBron James come to LA to win a championship? Now most of you would probably say, "Well, duh, that's what he does. He wants to win championships." And I thought that too. I was like, "That's a ridiculous question. Of course, he wants to win championship." But then he comes out and says, his quote, there's nothing I need to uh, get in this league that I don't already have. Everything else for me is icing on the cake. There's nothing I'm chasing. So when you hear that as a Lakers fan, it's probably kind of concerning. Because to me, he needs to be chasing a championship. That's what you play for, right? Um... I'm not saying he needs to chase a legacy of LeBron or of Michael Jordan and get another ring or any of that stuff. But that quote there is a little concerning for me. And I think it should be concerning for Laker fans. Um You can look at it, you know, I was thinking, what else was did he come to LA for? Um Hollywood? You know, he's making movies. He's making that Space Jam 2 movie. Maybe he wants to come here, retire, and then uh, be in Hollywood and make movies and maybe produce something. I don't know. Um, build up his brand. All sorts of things that L.A. and California can get him and do for him and his future. Um, so when you hear those comments about there's nothing I'm chasing, you know, just icing on the cake, it's kind of the... If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. No big deal. What is a big deal, LeBron? It's a big deal to Laker fans. It's a big deal to uh, your organization. So am I saying that I think he's not going to play hard? No. LeBron James is going to play hard. He's a competitor. And I think ultimately he wants to win a championship for the Lakers. But when he says stuff like that, it's it makes you think, um, what did he just say? Do I need to start freaking out? Um, so I, I just, I just hope he's here for the right reasons. I hope he brings a championship, just one. I'm not asking for two or three. I'm asking for one championship, and then uh, you can retire and go about your business. But I think ultimately, if LeBron James doesn't win a championship with the Lakers, it's going to be um, a complete utter failure. And. Uh, I think the fan base, I think the organization, I think LeBron James and Magic Johnson will look at it the same way. Um, so, 
That being said, this NBA season has been great. I, you know, the last couple years has been unwatchable. I mean, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch the Golden State Warriors win the championship, and they're going to win it this year. But there's something else this year. It's the drama. Um, the the players that the, the East is actually really good, um, and all this stuff has made me want to watch. I watch it. I, I I got to that point the other day, and I, I'm thinking to myself. What has changed this last this year that's made me want to watch basketball again? Because, you know, I like basketball, but when the same team wins every single year, it's kind of, you know, you know Golden State's going to win. You know Alabama's going to be in the championship, and, and you know Alabama's going to win the championship in the NCAA football. Now they didn't win this year. Thank goodness. They didn't even show up to the game this year. But basketball was just kind of ridiculous. And, uh, um, but this year, it's been really intriguing to me. Uh, I think to me, honestly, personally, it's because LeBron James came to the LA Lakers, and I like to watch him play. So to me, maybe that you know that obviously dragged me in. And then you got all the drama going on, and players want to be traded. What's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? The Eastern Conference is stepping up. Is Kawhi Leonard going to stay in Toronto? Does he want to play for the Lakers? Does he want to play for the Clippers? Um, where's Kyrie going? Kyrie, or, there's so much headline, so much drama going on. That it's good for the sport. It's good for um, the ratings that people are going to tune in to watch, um, especially in the playoffs. Um, who's going to make the playoffs? Is LeBron James going to make the Lakers make the playoffs? Hopefully he does. Who's going to come out of the East? Now that LeBron James isn't playing there um, in the Eastern Conference, who's going to come out and be that team? Is it going to be the Boston Celtics? Are they going to make a run? Is it going to be the um, the Bucks with the Greek Freak? Uh, Toronto with Kawhi Leonard? Um, Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia has a really good chance to get to the championship this year. Now we know Golden State's going to win it. And um, I'm looking forward to this offseason because I think Kevin Durant will leave the New York Knicks or leave the Golden State Warriors and go to the Knicks. Hopefully he does. I'm hoping that that team disparses a little bit. Um, I think if KD leaves, though, Kevin or uh, uh, Clay Thompson will get the max contract he's looking for to stay in Golden State so I don't want that to happen but um, there's so many questions going on to, in, in the NBA right now and so many questions in the free agency who's going where is the Kevin Durant leaving that's really dr- uh, driven me back to watch games again and be back into the sport more than I have in the last couple of seasons <clears throat> so um, lots of headlines and I'm loving it I'm loving it the NBA's got to be loving it getting them ratings, getting the people turning tuned in and watching it more than they ever have, in my opinion. And if you're not, if you can't be excited about the NBA season um, this year, then you probably won't be. So um, if you're a big NBA fan, go out and watch your team. Um, it's hard for me to watch the games because my team plays in L.A. They don't start till 9 o'clock at night, and it's just it's just tough. But uh, I record them. I'll watch LeBron James play and this team play. And hopefully they can uh, get this chemistry back. They got to get the chemistry back together. I heard Magic Johnson's going to meet with the young core and go over some things with them to kind of keep them on track. Um, Luke Walton's uh, coaching in the, in the with the Lakers is probably going to be numbered. I don't think he's our coach next season. If he finishes off the season with us, he probably finished off the season, but I don't know if he's going to be here next year. It depends on, I guess, what LeBron James wants to do there as a coach. 
and what Magic Johnson wants to do. Um, a movie I really want to see. We're gonna get, go into a little different direction here. Um, it's a movie called uh, "He uh, They Shall Not Grow Old," and it's a movie that is uh, produced by Peter Jackson. And uh, it's basically World War One, and it's not. A, it's kind of a documentary. It's not narrated by anybody. But what Peter Jackson has done is pretty amazing. And, and I haven't seen the movie yet. I I want to. I'm going to. I hear it's a must see, especially if you like history. Um, but he's taken these World War, War, War sorry War World War One videos, photos clips all sorts of things and he's put them together he's made them um he's put them together he's made them in color they have made it um 3d movie they have done such a good job what i've heard um about making this seem real and i say that because of this obviously world war one was real and um <clears throat> But when you go and you look at this thing and you see it black and white, you see black and white photos back in the day or black and white videos, it doesn't seem real. It almost doesn't seem like like it's real. But he has made this movie, um, and it's, the cool thing is it's not narrated by anybody. It is actually the people from World War One, the soldiers. It's their stories. It's them telling their stories. And you get the uh, first-hand look of what these pe what these brave soldiers went through, um, just in the trenches, um, just one just horrible stuff, um, just just horrible stuff. I couldn't even imagine. And they're talking about they reviewed this movie. They're talking about how these these children, fifteen, sixteen-year-olds, going to war. And how they look they were young, but by the time the war, your war was over, they looked like they were 30 years old. Uh, that's how much of a toll this had on them. Um, they said it's pretty graphic. They show the gangrene that set in, the trench foot, all this stuff. But I, I, I do like history. History is probably my favorite subject. I do like documentaries. I've got to go see this movie. I'm excited to go see it. When I do see it, I'll probably have more to tell you about it, more on the stories. Uh, but it's, it's a um, really... Really interesting what Peter Jackson has done to bring the light of what these people go through. The soldiers, the, the war. Um, I think we, we all take that for granted sometimes in this in this life. And um, I was blessed to be born in the USA. Um, the greatest country in America and in the, in the United States. Greatest country in the world, sorry, is the United States. <clears throat> and I think us being born here, we just take that for granted sometimes. We don't think about... What if we were born over in a third world country where we have no water and we were starving to death? And uh, the soldiers that go out there and, and put their life on the line and they're fighting out there. And I know we're not fighting in trenches and all that crap anymore, but we do go fight uh, in, in other countries. And we do they do go through a lot of stuff um, that these soldiers go through as well. And it's just a different era, era but... Uh, Next time you see a, a soldier, um, somebody in the military, shake their hand, tell them thank you uh, for their sacrifices. And um, they were breaking this stuff down, and they were talking about how when, when people came back from the World, World War One and Vietnam, 
Soldiers were, were especially in Vietnam, they were hated. No one cared. They didn't care about you. And in World War One, they came back, and it was just like, oh, that sucks. You went through that, my, you know, and life moved on. And I think after World War Two, they were talking about how they had a parade for the, the soldiers that came back, and it was a lot different. And, and these brave men have uh, and women have put uh, their lives on the line for our freedom. And I think uh, we need to be more supportive of the military. Um, we need to be more supportive of our veterans that are homeless, um, people going through PTSD, all sorts of stuff. But uh, I want to go watch this movie. Sorry to get into a little bit of a, uh, a little emotional rant or whatever. But then we all need to realize that uh, we're blessed to be in the United States. And um, <clears throat> we should not take that for granted. Um, we are heading into the final countdown of uh, Baby Lorelei coming. We got three Thursdays left now. So a little, a little over, a little less than a month, and uh, we're so ready for her to be here. And uh, this is a good month too. It's my, it's my anniversary on the 11th. It's my birthday on the 12th. Uh, it's my, my uh, middle daughter Phoebe. She'll be turning three on the 22nd. It's a lot of good things going on. Uh, this month is a good month for my family. Now, the weather outside's been great. Except the last couple of days has been cold, but we we reached 80 degrees last week. It's pretty insane for February here, but it is Texas, so it doesn't surprise me. Um, we usually, you know, get together as a family, go out to eat. Uh, what me and the wife do is we do a birthday month, and what that is is basically we buy each other gifts and whatnot. But during that month, um. The other person will change all the diapers. So if it's my birthday, Jana will change the diapers. And Jana will do a lot of the things for the girls or whatever. Where I get to kind of relax and vice versa. And uh, it's nice. Let me tell you, it's very nice. So I look forward to February every year. Um, she's got me some stuff coming this week. I don't know what it is. And then um, she told me I could buy a couple of jerseys. I got this, I know this girl... That sells jerseys for cheap, but really nice jerseys. So I'm gonna order me, I'm gonna order me a LeBron James jersey for the Lakers, and then um, she's a she's a big Green Bay fan, so she sells a lot of Green Bay jerseys. I'm probably gonna get me a Jair Alexander jersey. I already have a bunch of Rodgers jerseys, so um, defensive guy is gonna be our defensive future, I think, or one of the defensive future for this team. And uh, so I'm hoping to get their jerseys, and when they come in, I'll have to put pictures up. And uh, go from there. But uh, other than that, that's all I got for this week. This one's a little bit longer of a podcast. Um, hopefully, the news keeps coming in for the NBA, and uh, I'll check out the Alliance football over the weekend, and and I'll probably talk about that next week and how I thought it was, and what our expectations could be for it, and uh, go from there. So I hope you guys have a good weekend. It is Saturday. Hope you guys have a a, a good week next week, and looking forward to doing this show again. This is Brian from the Pickskins and Tutus podcast. And hit me up on Facebook if you have any questions. Uh, if you have any concerns, if you just want to talk, hit me up on Twitter, whatever. Um, I want this show, this podcast show, I want people to hear it, obviously. Uh, but I want people to inter interact with it. Um, and uh, if you have any questions, if you have any questions about me and my family, 
um, any f advice or anything, anything you want to talk about, I'm here for you. And uh, that is it, though. But uh, you can hit me up on Facebook. You can hit me up on Twitter. Um, and there you go. So have a good weekend. Enjoy your week next week as well. Go watch that football if you want to. And let me know what you thought of it. All right, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.